Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're happy, humble. Hmm, Julie, can you think of another H that rhymes? Hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And I do mean lovely. Oh, my God, it is a gorgeous day here today. Um, mm-hmm. So, listeners, we're going to pick up on a topic that we've talked about before. We Actually, I think we probably mentioned it on every radio show. And some of you were emailing us saying, what the heck are you guys talking about? And the topic is, what should your daily minimum standards be? And I know, Julie, you have a shout-out, but let me just let them know what we're talking about. So, Guys, your success comes down to, and if we hopefully even help you um, understand, comes down to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Yeah, that is, I think, every time I say it, I laugh because having said it in front of rooms full of people, I can, I, I always enjoy saying it and then saying it uh, in a row, like saying it twice in a row and watching their facial expressions as it sinks in that <laughs> they are very guilty of not doing of only doing what they want to do when they want to do it <laughs> you know right so ever yeah. ever increasing uh success guys in all aspects of your life you know family physical spiritual financial uh, you know mental all that comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level that in itself is a is a concept right something you should think about so what the daily minimum standards are are a practical approach to helping you put that concept in place. So, okay, I get it, Tim. Finally, I have listened to you, Julie, on the radio. I listen to you guys every day. I finally get it. Um, I know why I've been struggling. I know why my income is up and down. I know why I'm so attracted to people trying to sell me leads, and I'm so sick of basically this constant, never-ending, you know, uh, feeling that I'm not really a business owner. I want to create – okay, I get it. I read your guys' emails, uh, and I sympathize – and I promise you, if you do what you don't want to do, when you don't want to do it, at the highest level, all those problems that you have that you think are probably normal to have will go away. And they'll go away faster than you think. I'm talking 30, 60, 90 days. Virtually all aspects of your life will be completely different. Um, so daily minimum standards are the maybe three to five things that you should be doing every single day at the highest level whether you feel like doing them or not. So that's it. And we're going to be talking about that probably just so, you know, just today, maybe tomorrow on the radio as well. But that's the concept. And we're going to tell you exactly what those daily minimum standards should be. Not all of them are going to be applicable to all of you. Some of you are going to say, well, you know what, I'll pick number two that Julie is going to present today and, and maybe number five, but number one is definitely not for me. That's fine. It doesn't really matter. As long as you're doing things every single day that uh, build – and maintain momentum, and depending on where you are in your business, maybe you just want to go to the next level, as long as you're doing that, you're going to be great. So here's an analogy. Uh, Again, this is something long-time listeners will be familiar with, but it's so effective at conveying this concept. Imagine you are, you know, think about the different, like on a jet. You're in a, a big commercial airplane. You're flying to Austin, Texas, 
for an event that Julie and I are doing, or maybe you're flying up to New York for Inman Connect. You know, we might, Julie and I might be at Inman Connect uh, helping Brad with Agent Connect, which is in the first day of Inman Connect. So whatever, you're flying, basically we're going to be seeing you, and you're very observant. You're very present. You're situationally aware of what's going on. You're watching to see what's happening around you. You're seeing the stuff get loaded into the plane, you're, you know, the luggage, the food. You're, you're watching the passengers get um, you know, loaded. You see the, you know, the pilots, you, you, the doors open, so you see the pilots there. You've been in that situation before, right? So here's the concept. You're on the plane. You're, the plane is taking off, and the obvious goal of the plane is to get to cruising altitude, and then the plane you know, is eventually going to come in to land. You've all been in that situation. So the question is, when does the plane use the most amount of fuel? Does it use the most amount of fuel sitting on the runway? Well, no. Does it use the most amount of fuel when it's getting up to altitude, up, up to cruising altitude? Or does it use the most amount of fuel when it's at cruising altitude? Think about that question. Or, obviously, when it's landing. So when does the, fuel, when does the plane use the most amount of fuel? It's a simple, you know, simple question. If you're overthinking it, Stop yourself because the answer is the first answer that came to your head. It's when the plane is uh, getting up to cruising altitude, when the plane is basically fighting against the forces of gravity and, you know, has to clear the runway. And so if that plane, where all of a sudden uh, the pilot, you know, the pilot's in there, you guys are taking off, you're on the jet with him, you know, he's throttling down, you know, the plane's rocking and rolling, you've all had that experience before, so what happens if before the plane even crew, uh, you know, leaves the runway, if the pilot were just to cold, pull back on the throttles? It'd come crashing down again, wouldn't it? Well, hopefully not literally, but you get the concept. Or what happened if, say, for example, the plane left the runway, was gaining altitude, but all of a sudden then the pilot pulls back on the throttle. Boom, back down where you started again. What happens even if the pilot is cruising? He's at you know, 15,000 feet or 20,000 feet, or if it's a private jet, he's even higher, and then all of a sudden he pulls back on the throttle. Well, that plane is then going to fall uh, unceremoniously back down to the earth. That's what you do, chances are, in your life, in your business. We're business coaches. Our focus is on helping you guys build productive, profitable businesses. And what happens is when you, some of you will work your butts off and you'll get up to cruising altitude and you'll be proud of yourself and the world will be singing your name and you'll be getting all the plaques and the awards and the, you know, everyone will be walking around, how did you do it? You're, but what happens then is you pull back on that throttle, boom, back down to the earth again. Or at least you lose, you know, 10,000 feet. I was talking with, um, actually, I was talking with a coaching client that I originally coached personally almost 20 years ago. Michael Gordon, if you're listening, okay? Michael and Robin Gordon. I was talking to him yesterday. It was so great to hear his voice again. It was like an old friend. Um, they are now making about per year, well, I'm not going to say because he didn't give me permission, but they're making millions and millions, millions and millions in commissions. But his commission year over year has dropped. And so what happened was is they were at this really nice cruising altitude, uh, earning probably I would guess that in the country of all the uh, residential real estate agents, they're probably one of the top ten earners. And these guys are making huge personal income. So they're, uh, you know, they're cruising at this certain level in 2013 and 2014. By the way, I haven't been coaching them personally. They are calling me to have us take them back on as clients, which is, of course, what we'll do. But their income, their revenue dropped. So they had somehow maybe without knowing it, pulled back on the throttle and lost some altitude. A lot of you top producers that are out there listening 
or you maybe have been with other coaches for a long period of time. That is the apathy and the complacency, and, and now the loss of momentum has crept into your businesses. You have to take responsibility for that. You have to make some changes. You have to seriously consider that if you don't do something, i.e. throttle down again, you are going to continue to lose altitude. That is the way life works. So in all aspects of your life, you know, you've got your, your, your family goals, you've got your business goals, your financial goals, your spiritual goals, your educational goals, right? Those are the traditional five areas of life. If you are not constantly uh, paying attention and adding more throttle and trying to improve, in other words, if you've become complacent in any of those categories, you won't maintain what you have, but you'll actually lose what you have. Going back to the plane analogy, you're cruising altitude. You then say, okay, we're going to put it on cruise control. We're going to maintain the you know, present engine speeds, the current level of fuel that's being produced. You know what? You can do that in your real estate practice uh, effectively, provided that you're monitoring all the gauges, provided you're seeing that things aren't falling off anywhere. You can actually stay at that cruising altitude. Uh, once you reach it, if you're happy with the income level, you can stay at that cruising altitude for virtually all of your career, provided you're continuing to do the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level every single day, daily minimum standards. If you were to not pay attention to half the gauges, if, for example, the fuel gauge, for example, and all of a sudden you were not um, you know, doing what it took for you to uh, get there in the first place, you will slowly, in some cases quickly, lose altitude, your revenue will fall, You'll then be looking around and asking the world what the heck happened to you. You weren't paying attention. That's what happened to you. You weren't maintaining what it took to stay at that altitude. Now, maybe you're at that altitude and you're making great money, you know, and you're saying, you know what, I'm kind of bored. It's become easy. I want to go to the next level. Well, perfect. It's a great time to go to the next level. The real estate economy and the economy on a whole is definitely uh, going to support you becoming more successful add some more throttle, throttle down, and let's go to the next level. Again, so we revisit the daily minimum standards. we got to go in there and we got to maybe before you were, make, you were doing this and now you got to do that, that kind of thing. So conceptually, guys, the practical uh, measures that we're going to present to you, the daily minimum standards, take this extremely seriously because this is the essence of what it takes to be successful on a regular, ongoing, ever-increasing basis. You don't have to believe that success is something that's fleeting, that you only have to experience for a short period of time. I know culturally it's very interesting to me to see that. A lot of people believe that. They'll, well, so-and-so was successful for 10 years, and then they had 10 years where they weren't. Well, what happened? It didn't just happen. They stopped doing what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it to maintain the same velocity of success. Think about what we're talking about. Be honest with yourself how it applies to you. And take corrective measures if you're in a downward slope now, or if you're ready to go to the next level, same concept. So, Julie, before you get to the points today, you had a specific person or people you wanted to recognize and, and uh, show gratitude towards. Yes, absolutely, because this is a great example of not only someone who's been very coachable by his great coach in California, Mr. Robert Chance, but also this will show, and this will just take a second to show the combination of things that we teach our coaching clients and how this particular agent has put a lot of it together to gain success. So this is from Coach Robert. He said, uh, just a reminder for a great shout-out to, and I hope I say this right, Joe Sway Tirado. Um, he is the uh, coaching client who took a million-and-a-half-dollar listing in the San Francisco Bay Area. But here's the interesting thing. 
He also has a full-time job doing physical therapy, and he calls during his breaks and before and after work using Mojo Cells for expireds. So if we stop right there, here's a guy that has a full-time job, physical therapy. He's being very efficient by using Mojo Cells. He is going after expireds because at least we know they're willing to list, and they have a house to sell. So very efficient use of time. And on top of that, how did he get the listing in one of the most competitive areas in the country, San Francisco Bay Area? He got it using the flexible fee, which we teach as part of the coaching uh, course in your uh, listing presentation. And the seller said he had never seen or heard of that before. So that was a deciding factor. So nice job, Joe Sway, out in the San Francisco Bay Area, not just being coachable, but putting all the bits and pieces together to take a million and a half dollar listing. Fantastic job, and nice job to Coach Robert on that. Back to exactly. You. Well, yeah. so um, a quick shout out before we get to today's topic to our two title sponsors, MojoSells.com. And if you guys aren't using Mojo Sells, you definitely need to look into them. They're, in my and Julie's opinion, and our coaches' opinions, obviously one of the best tools that you can have for real estate success. They're just basically an all all in one done for you. You know, it's not the whole entire business system that, that you know that they offer, but it's one of the spokes and you guys who know our analogies with spokes, spokes on the wheel. So what Mojo sells is probably one of the well, it is the first spoke that all of you guys should be adding. So look into mojosells.com and of course our friends over at 100homehotline.com. Uh, you know, I think it's without dispute that 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM is one of the most effective ways to double-end your listings, most effective ways to generate buyer leads for free, by the way. Um, and, you know, there's no hidden charges, no startup fees, no contracts. It's only like, I think it's $35 a month. So check into 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM and obviously MojoSells.COM. So, Julie, the topic of today's radio show is daily minimum standards. So commence. Okay, perfect. So daily minimum standards. This is daily minimum standards. Take it seriously, as you were saying. So I just wanted to start out with a reminder that the power of momentum comes from that accumulation of your daily minimum standards. If you have sporadic questionable standards, you will have sporadic questionable income. So recognize the power of momentum. It occurs only after you've passed through the phases of momentum, just like you were talking about the jet taking off. Formulation, that's thinking about what you're going to be doing. Concentration, putting together your plan. Momentum, actually taking action. And then breakthrough so that those aha moments happen. So that's what daily minimum standards are about, getting you through those stages. Point number one, our superstars have goals in the five areas of life, and their daily minimum standards are based on that. So just a reminder, a lot of you guys are working on this right now, the goals in five areas of life are family, financial, mental or spiritual, physical, and educational. Now, the agents that take this seriously, they don't just talk about the goals. That would be formulation. They have them posted in their offices, and they review the goals daily. This is the reason that they are working. So here's a, a little sideline. The idea of balance, we talk about this from time to time, it's a myth. When you're focused on accomplishing a specific goal, it's normal to be out of balance in some areas. So we have goals in five areas of life to help keep you focused on what's most important. Now, you might be temporarily out of balance physically. A lot of you guys, that's, that's a major category for goal setting. Because you've been concentrating on other things, you've kind of let your health go. Well, 
put that on your daily minimum standards. The only way you're going to get in front of it is to work it into your daily standards. Does that make sense, Tim? Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, not just have the goals and have them written down, but base your daily standards upon those goals. So instead of being like everyone else saying, I want to get in better shape, well, you're going to build that into your daily minimum standard. So point number two, the superstars have a schedule and they take it seriously. Their schedule is based on dollar productive activity. Again, in real estate, that means prospecting, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Lather, rinse, repeat. That's what they do as daily minimum standards. And back to your point about, you know, some days you're not going to feel like doing it. Do it anyway. Those are your daily minimum standards. Okay, so point number three, the superstars who take this seriously and actually have daily minimum standards, they don't worry that those things we just talked about are sometimes boring. They don't start and stop taking the jet off and putting it back on the runway but they're, they don't stop and start learning all the time. They know that repetitive boredom pays off, but only when they have that momentum. So stopping and starting creates that stopping and starting of income. It is directly related to your lack of daily standards, or in some cases, if you're consistent, your consistent income is because you have daily minimum standards. So staying the course is what creates predictable and profitable outcomes. And I think our shout-outs are great examples of people who are taking those daily minimum standards seriously and taking action on them. So next major point, and I'm kind of going through this fairly quickly, so Tim, feel free to slow me down if we need to. Well, let's drill it down and give them like a sample of what daily minimum standards should be, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. You with me? Well, okay. yeah, so, you know, so like that – that ties into our next point about knowing what your lead generation wheel is made of. So again, if you imagine that old-fashioned wagon wheel and the strongest wheels always had the most spokes, so if they hit a rock along the road, they just keep on trucking along, everything's fine. But if that wheel only has one or two spokes that only kind of work now and then, they're not that strong, you hit that same rock and your business is a wreck. So for the sake of your business, you need to not only know what is the what are the spokes of your wheel, but you need to touch them virtually daily. So when you're asking Tim about daily minimum standards, the most important thing is, of course, generating the lead in the first place, which means you have to know where your leads come from, and maybe you're creating new spokes, and that's something. If you say, you know what, i got to check out this Mojo Cells thing, right? I'm going to turn expired into a major spoke. Well, don't just talk about it. Decide that you're going to build that spoke, and that means working on it daily to increase your skills. So, you know, what are the spokes? Draw them out. Our coaches do this with coaching clients. They actually take out a fresh sheet of paper, and they draw out the spokes, and they post it in their office so they know what they're to be working on. Critical to so have remember, a Julie, generation wheel. Go ahead. What Julie's, what Julie's describing to you guys is one of the first things all of you will be doing with your coach is, well, maybe third thing, but the, the essence of it is is that you're, most of you have suffered inconsistent businesses because of the fact that your one-spoke wonders. <laughs> you know, your, your, your wagon wheel, your bicycle wheel only has one spoke, so it really has no integrity. It's not very strong. Hit a little bump in the road, and what happens? The wheel collapses. So you need to have, ideally, at least seven spokes. Some of you might need more. It depends on your market. And then, you know, just tell you what your spokes should be universally, 
It's very difficult because in some cases, like, you know, maybe someone, if they're starting out fresh and they are new in a town where they have no contacts, they have no family relationships, now those types of people, those are actually a lot easier to work with those when creating their spokes because, you know, it's you have no contacts. So we have to obviously focus you on literally making as many over-the-phone or face-to-face contacts um, as are required per your real estate treasure map, your business plan. Um, and say, so let's say, for example, your goal, this is kind of a rule of thumb, guys, your goal is to have 10 listings. Well, if your goal is to have 10 listings, you should be making uh, 10 solid uh, seller you know, contacts per day. Uh, those would be the ones that actually have their hands up in the air saying, yes, I want to sell. Those would be your unrepresented owners, a.k.a. Thisbos. Those would be your um, expires. Those would be your – I mean, Julie, where's, remind me, where's Bill Bird get his business with that great source? Uh, probate. 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 I mean, so there's lots and lots of sources. We teach you tons and tons of sources uh, to go after. And so if your goal is to have 10 listings at all times, you have to make 10 solid contacts every single day with the goal of setting at least one listing appointment. If your goal is to have 20 listings at all times, well, then obviously you scale it up. But in some, uh, and frankly, most of you who will come to us, you already have uh, good sources of business, but you're just not, you're not really doing, you're not working it. So you might be somebody who's lived in a town forever. You've had kids or have kids. You have, uh, you know, a spouse that has a job, or you know. So you have a lot of potential sources of business. You just don't know how to, and as a result, you're not going after it. Uh, we've had lots of folks that have never actually had to prospect because they have so many other great potential spokes that we've helped them to build. So there's not a universal answer to how you should be lead generating. Um, you know, but the universal truth is you do have to be lead generating, and you mm-hmm. do have to be proactively lead generating. What does that mean? Emails don't count. Um, Facebook doesn't count. Social networking doesn't count. Anything that is passive doesn't count. A contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult. And, and About real estate. Don't forget that. <laughs> right. About real estate. And, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it, Thank you. And a, a conversation... Uh, for you millennials out there, is not on Facebook. A conversation or would be texting. over the phone or or in person, right? I know, isn't it funny how you have to define okay. that even more now? So it. that's it. That's the you know. So that's the first. That's the first. Now some of you are going to be saying, "Oh my God, what are you talking about? Making contacts? That's the worst thing." Well, <laughs> maybe you don't have to make as many contacts if you have other potential spokes that we can help you build out. The truth is is that most of you guys have huge opportunities that you're not exploiting just because no one's ever taken the time to help you identify what it is. I mean, we can give you, for examples, until the cows come home. Um, I'll tell you a funny one. Actually, this was one of someone that Julie used to coach, uh, now one of our coaches coach, a guy named David here in Austin, Texas. Hmm. And um, David wouldn't prospect at all. He just wouldn't do it. Okay, fine. What will you do, David? Well, I love to play golf. Well, who doesn't? But he is, you know, he loves to play golf. He's good at it, and it's something that motivates him and educates him. He basically will work, get at a fairly high level, uh, and then he reward himself with golf. So Julie said, "How about if you play more golf?" Because he was feeling guilty because he thought he was playing too too much golf. He goes, "What? More golf? Yes, but here are the rules. <laughs> Find me you up. Ha- you have to play. You have to play with different people every time you play." And you have to uh, ask every single one of them, and then Julie scripted them, or scripted him with questions he could ask that weren't too aggressive, you know, because he didn't. He, he was playing with golf as a social 
environment. So she gave him some scripts to use, and guess what happened? <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. He plays lots of golf, and I bet you his income has tripled since he started doing that. Mm-hmm. So all of you will have little, I would call them, uh, opportunities that you might not be exploiting that will make it so you can make significantly more money. And you know what? It's fun. You know, David loves playing golf. Well, you might have some other things that we can help you to self-discover. And then again, maybe you just want to pick up the phone and you want to prospect all day. Julie and I did that when we were selling real estate, so you can do the same thing. We'll show you how to do that as well. Everybody's different, so don't get stuck on believing that we're only going to show you one way to lead generate. The fact is, is we show you dozens of different ways to lead generate, and it's all a customized approach depending on who you are. Well, that's right, and you make a good point on that, Tim, is that our coaching clients, their wheels, when we're charting those out, what are the spokes of lead generation, they're all different. You know what Bill Bird does with probate, maybe that's not for everyone. These are not, you know, like, okay, here's your wheel, draw this in, here's what you're going to do. It's determined by you guys. It's determined, you know, Dave, you know, he's got an extremely strong spoke with golf. Well, maybe you don't. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be very successful. It just means that how you go about it may be very different, and that's why you need a coach that's tuned in to what's already working for you. We get you to do more of that. What are you not doing that you're interested in? How are you going to tackle that? So the point is to have multiple spokes and to be working on them all actively on a daily basis so that you can do point number five, relentless lead follow-up, daily minimum standard. I would probably put this on the top of my list, Tim, because really if you're creating leads and you're not following up on them, what is up with that? That, that to me is so far out of integrity, it's not even funny. <laughs> and curiously, a lot of agents claim that they have a lead generation problem when in fact what they have is a lead follow-up challenge. So the top agents can tell you their top five prospects off the top of their head, what's motivating those buyers or sellers, when the next appointment is, they track those leads on a spreadsheet, a wipe-off board, etc. But if you call them at 3 o'clock in the morning, they'll tell you, here are my next three transactions and here's why. They're on top of their lead follow-up. So daily minimum standard, absolutely do not end any day where there's leads yet to call, call, not text, email, etc. I don't care if they emailed you initially, you're going to call them. So relentless lead follow-up, and I always add, with intent to actually set an appointment, not just, hey, how's it going, thanks for calling on my listing. Do better than that. Give them what they want, hey, call Julie, to action, set the appointment. Yes. Let's give them a drill down so they see what we're talking about. When, I, you know, when, I, when you and I present stuff like this, I always get this intuitive feel that mm-hmm. people are trying to understand and take our information and, and make it practical, but we're, we need to drill down. So let's, let's just give mm-hmm. them the very first couple lines of the 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE script when you're calling buyers back, and, and I'll make it easy on you. You can be the buyer, okay? Okay, no worries. Uh, okay, yeah, so I got the hard job. So ring, ring. Hello. Hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. As a courtesy, when people call our 800 number, we like to give them a quick call back to see if they have any questions about the home they called about. Oh, um, yeah, I just I was just on a street calling on, uh, I, I guess I'm over here. Uh, I don't remember what the name of it is, but I'm on Elm Street. So what's the price of that? Oh, Elm Street. You know what? That's a terrific house. Everybody's calling on that one. I really appreciate the opportunity to share the information on that one. Let me check on the computer to make sure it's still available. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? 
Oh, well, I actually live in the neighborhood about five miles away, and I'm just looking to um, move up and get some more size. So I'm around okay, the corner so over in uh, Brookside, yeah. That's the first three lines of the script, but you guys saw what we just did. Um, I called him back. Uh, in immediately, by the way. To, immediately, right, within like a minute or less. We call it furiously fast leap follow-up, and we've copyrighted that, so nobody better steal it. So uh, furiously fast lead follow-up, you call them back, or even if they're calling you, you use the same script in essence. And what we did, what hardly anybody does, is we tried to find out if they were a seller at the top of the call. Most of you make the mistake of doing this, you know, fake friend routine where you're going to try to bond with them and try to find things in common with them, and then you're going to finally muster the courage to ask if they have a house to sell. That's the reason you guys feel slimy about being salespeople, because you're having to do the fake friend routine. And when you act like that, you are, most of you, unless you're a sociopath, are in conflict with that, and you don't necessarily operate within your own rules in terms of integrity. So follow a script, ask the questions in which they should be, uh, in the order in which they should be asked. Now, that is, again, just a maybe 10% of the buyer lead follow-up script. So when we're saying follow-up in all leads, it's what Julie said. Follow up on our leads with the antenna set of the appointment, which means that you have to use a script that is going to be designed to help you set an appointment. That's the goal. And remember, guys, it's in some markets it's even higher than this, but generally speaking, 50% of all buyer calls have houses to sell. And obviously your goal uh, to be a successful real estate agent is to become a successful listing agent. So you got a list to last. We talked about that practically every day. Julie, yeah. I've got good news for you. Mhm. I as the What's content that? creator for the radio as the content creator for the radio show, we can make uh-huh. this into a two parter so it makes your job easier. I know, it's all good. We're running out of time. I mean oh yeah, we are. we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, these are such important points that I just don't want to burn completely through them. And in this last one, you know, especially those of you who are in markets that are going, you know, selling fairly quickly, some of you guys are blowing off your sign calls because you figure the house is selling itself and you don't have to call anybody back. Well, stop thinking of it that way. Those are probably people in the neighborhood who are the next ones to list, checking the price. And because you're not calling them back or you're not calling them back quickly or you're calling them back but not using a script – you're losing that listing opportunity because you don't follow this critical daily minimum standard of not just calling them back, but using a script, calling them back immediately, and not ending the day with leads yet to talk to. So that's why we take some time on these shows to make sure that you guys really understand these points so you can live by them and implement them. So back to you, Tim, okay, and I think so we'll make it a two-parter. We will make it a two-parter. Uh, lead follow-up, guys, just to, you know, to tail on what Jules just said, a lot of you think that you can delegate the lead follow-up to your staff. That is a huge critical mistake. Nobody will ever be as effective as you. There's certain things that you can never delegate. Uh, listing appointments you could eventually delegate, but really you shouldn't. So what a lot of you guys do is you delegate, and uh, what, but what ends up happening is you ab- actually, you know, there's some abdication that happens, so you give up on the result. You say, okay, this is your job now, but you don't do what Ronald Reagan used to say, which is trust but verify. And so when it comes to things like lead follow-up, even when Julie and I were selling between 100 and 200 homes per year, most times the uh, best seller leads or the best sign call leads would go to either Julie or myself, 
Uh, and when I say the best, I was paying attention to people that uh, the, the listings that were the most likely to attract people that have had houses to sell. And so I wanted those leads because I knew ultimately that we would be more effective than even the buyer's agents we had working for us. Yes, we had a team uh, at converting them, and we wanted to take more listings. And and I, you know, I wish we had more time today. And if we ever get an opportunity to see you in person, Julie and I can tell you lots of stories. But some of our biggest commission checks happened from exactly what I'm describing to you. I, I can remember one quick story, standing in our kitchen in New Albany, Ohio. We lived in New Albany Country Club area on Berkeley Square. And I remember standing in our kitchen and many nights, and I would get, this is back when people had pagers, you know. <laughs> so uh, we'd get a page, and it would be a phone number of someone who, you know, from 800 Home Hotline to just called basically about one of our listings. And if it was a listing that was in New Albany Country Club area, I would call them back. I can give you guys, uh, you know, again, story after story after story where I'd get relocating executives. I'd get the neighbor that had a house to sell for 600 that wanted to move up to 850 You know, because we called them back right away, that in itself would be the reason that they would choose us because that impressed them. They called, we called right back, or they called, we answered the phone. That just doesn't happen in our industry. It's the easiest way to have an unfair advantage in your marketplace by simply doing furiously fast lead follow-up Listeners, your homework from today's show, as it is your homework from every show, is to share this show, share the Real Estate Coaching Radio Show with as many different agents as you can. Help us get the word out that this real estate recovery is your opportunity to finally find yourself in the right place at the right time. So now take the right action. Share this radio show with as many other uh, agents as you can. We certainly appreciate that. And remember, if there's anything we can ever do for you, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We'll talk with you on the radio. Manana. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.